All right, good Monday, everyone. My name is Manny Rodriguez, and welcome to another edition of Mondays with Manny. Uh, this is a live cast discussing common problems organizations face and how to deal with them using the science of behavior, as well as all matters of business science. A special thanks to our sponsor, Business Science Magazine, 305 Publishing, the OBM Alliance, and of course, my teammates at Bueno Ventures. Uh, I am very fortunate to have a friend of mine and a, a colleague and also a fellow doctoral candidate uh, from the University of South Florida, Mr. Christian Coach. Christian, thanks for joining us. Sure, uh, Manny. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine, buddy. Good Thank you very you. much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to do a quick little introduction to you, Christian, but I'm not going to do it justice. So I'll let you kind of do your 60-second elevator speech, if you will, of who you are and what is what do you do in the world? But, you know, I wanted to do a quick introduction uh, from, from my standpoint. You know, Christian, uh, based in Atlanta, financial advisor, financial guru, if you will, uh, published co-author, author of several books, including one that I'll, I'll flash over here in a second. Uh, actually, I have it right here in my bookshelf. I do these kind of things all the time. This is called The Big Question uh, with Christian Coach and Larry King and all sorts of other entrepreneurs. Uh, great book. I highly recommend it. Um, and uh, Christian has done a fair bit of advising and guidance for me, so I, I really am so happy he joined me today. Uh, and I thought this was really important topic around finance, financial world, the financial state of the world, um, and really how to, how, to, how to bring about a scientific way to our financial health right, and our, our financial wealth. So I, I thought of nobody else but Christian to come join me for Mondays with Manny. So with further ado, without further ado, Christian, uh, would you mind giving us the elevator pitch, you know, a little bit about yourself, your background, et cetera? Sure, Manny. Um, I guess the last five weeks I've been in the house um, <laughs> taking walks with my wife every day and, you know, life has changed. But um, in a normal world, I, I guess I'm a you know practitioner scholar like yourself. Um, I'm about to defend my dissertation actually next month in about three weeks. Um, my Congrats. day job is I'm the CEO of a $80 million investment management firm. Uh, we invest in individual companies that are publicly traded. Um, it's been a real difficult time the last you know 60, 90 days, as you can imagine. You know the market's declined. People are extremely fearful about, you know, next steps, what may happen. Um, and, you know, my job is really just to give them wise counsel and, and guide them and, um, you know, help with their emotional stability. I mean, I, I've, I've witnessed the last 90 days just a range of, of uh, people's, you know, just discussions of what people are concerned about. And, you know, we can talk about that today. But, um, yeah, life is a little different than kind of the normal, and um, it, it's also a very uh, uh, attractive time to start investing because prices are down. And you know, if you take a longer, you know, ten year ten year horizon, my uh, dissertation work, as you know, is on Warren Buffett. And so, when he looks to buy a company, he's not looking at you know what the company's going to do in the next year. He's thinking, okay, in the next 10 years, you know, what will be the demand for C's candy or the demand for Coca-Cola? Um, so he has a much longer term framework, and I'm just trying to apply those scientific principles to investing today. Um, so that's my 
30-second elevator pitch. That was great. That was great. Um, da daily walking, trying to get out of the house uh, <laughs> with five children going to school online Crazy. in their rooms to, uh, you know, managing a practice and talking to clients and, um, you know, doing doing Zoom meetings. I'm a, prof <laughs> I'm a professional on Zoom meetings now. <laughs> hey, this is great. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the online virtual world. You know, I've been working from home for a long time, but but there's something different about today's society when more and more people are online. And um, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but my internet was actually crashing last week because so many people are working from home in my own neighborhood. <laughs> it's out of control. But anyways, let's, I won't go there. Um, you yeah, mentioned a couple That's of, a whole other thing. If the internet thing. stops, life stops. Like my kids <laughs> come down and, you know, it's like, Something happened. <laughs> it's true. It's really weird. It's really weird. So there's a couple of things I definitely want to uh, ask you about, but you you um you were sharing with me some slides that you had put together that I thought would yeah. be really interesting to you know share with the audience uh, live. It's kind of a state of the nation kind of sure. look. You know, it's an outlook. So go ahead and share those, okay. and then I'll ask you a few few questions on uh, some of the things you mentioned. You bet. And these are uh, this is a slide presentation from. Uh, a Harvard Business School professor that I had at HBS in 2004, and we had a Zoom call last week, and uh, he had some interesting slides, so I, I thought I'd, I'd share this with you guys, or some of them with them today. So um, the first one is the unemployment rate. Is it, is it up? Can you see it okay, Manny? Okay, great. Yes, I so, can. So before we went into kind of the, the pandemic, I gave a live presentation in January to about 50 people during lunch, and the unemployment rate was about 3.5%. It was the lowest level it's been in like 30 or 40 years. And now you can see that sharp uh, spike in March here. And, and um, that spike is about 4.4% now, and people are estimating or forecasting that the unemployment rate could be double digits pretty quickly in the next couple months. So um, a low unemployment rate means that, you know, the economy is humming and, and, and things are going very well, which was what was happening in January. And now you can see there's a lot of people without jobs and, and that number is likely to spike much further. Um, so I thought that was a good uh, illustration, if you will. Um, let me get to the next slide. So bear with me on technology, Manny. Um, yeah, you're doing great, buddy. You're doing fine. Oops. And while you're transitioning, for those in the audience, remember that our last bit uh, on Mondays with Manny, we do a live Q&A with myself and our guests. So that won't be in part of the recording, but I just want to splash that in there. And for those who are watching the recording, I will go ahead and highlight uh, Christian's organization, Cam South, uh, his website, a link to his website and information more about or, uh, Cam South. Okay, so the next slide is um, oil prices. And I think that people kind of misunderstand this. So oil prices have declined, um, but the positive out of declining oil prices is it really helps the consumer. So people are worried about inflation and inflationary pressures longer term, which is true. But in the short term, lower oil prices really helps the consumer. And, and, and it's, it's a deflationary factor, not an inflationary factor. And in fact, today, as we talk today, um, it's the 20th, 
um, WTI for the next month is close to like $11 a barrel. So it's actually fallen even more. Um, and that's, that's really wow. actually new today. Um, and, and I, I, th you know, we're at a 20 year, 30 year low here. I remember I was an energy analyst, um, in let's see, 1980, 1996, 97 timeframe. I used to follow Exxon and Chevron and, um, and the price of oil was around 10 or $12 a barrel. So, you know, demand is lower and supply is much higher given the current pandemic, but, you know, countries and, and um, uh, you know, energy and, and oil demand is not going away for the longer term. So I think people are potentially too negative on, on this, but short term it's falling. Mm -hmm. And then kind of the last slide I want to show everybody on the left-hand side is kind of it's retail sales, um, and you can see that that has kind of dropped off the cliff. And the reason I think retail sales is important is because 68% of the, the economy is consumer. So if you look at this red, um, uh, uh, if you take 0.29 times 0.68, which is the percentage of GDP. It looks like GDP will be down for the month or, or for the quarter about 20%. And that's pretty big, Manny. I mean, that's a pretty big. That's hit. huge. Yep. So the consumer is basically come to a screeching halt. Um, and then I guess one other final slide is this is the U.S. economy. And these are kind of U.S. macroeconomic forecasts for 2020 for GDP. And you can see here, people are forecasting for the year. That's this. It's not for Q2 or Q3, but a, a, a decline of 6.4%. And so, from a magnitude standpoint, that's pretty large. Um, so that's the bad news. <laughs> the good news is, you know, um, I think there's, you know, lots of interesting opportunities. Um, I think if you have some emotional discipline and self-discipline uh, that this is a great time to invest and um, I think you just have to take a more longer term point of view like Warren Buffett does um, to, to be successful. So Christian I, I appreciate the data so first of all for everyone that's watching this recording as well as the ones in the live audience never choose a financial advisor that doesn't show you data first so what Christian just demonstrated was great use of science and rigor into looking at the market and looking at the world and the situation and I can tell you first time I ever sat with Christian he talked to me about the state of the stock market at the time and that was two years ago when we were talking about my financial advising guidance needs but so I really wanted to say thank you for that. You presented some great data and I wanted to kind of hone in on a couple of things for today's Mondays with Manny. So, so you, you just approached this situation, this Mondays with Manny with showing us some data. You talked about a process, a scientific process to how you guide your clients. And you also talked about, um, you know, that the people are fear, fearful today, you know, people yeah. are fearful today. And this notion of, you know, really becoming more emotional, emotionally disciplined and self-disciplined. And I want to hone in on that. How do you guide people to being emotionally disciplined and self-disciplined given today's situation? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been reading a book um, the last couple weeks and I'll, and I'll show it to everybody. 
I don't know if you can see that, Manny. Tough but it, times. It's called tough times never last, but tough people do. Okay. And, Robert you know, Schuller. I consider myself one of those tough people. I hope you would consider yourself one of those tough people. I try. <laughs> but but the, the theme of the book is very interesting in that, you know, attitude and negative thinking are, are extremely, you know, negative thinking is very toxic is my point. And so, you know, it can be very, uh, you know, your thinking can be infected just like the pandemic. Um, and so I, I, I just, I, I feel like um, it's very important to have a framework when you invest. It's very important to be disciplined when you invest. Yes, things happen and you have to adjust. Um, but I think um, some of the negative thinking and your attitude towards things really, you know, affects your mind. And it, and I think really social media too. I mean, this, this uh, cycle for the first time, everybody has an iPhone um, and, you know, you get, hourly you know minute by minute updates on the market's down 500 the market's up 500 the market's down thousand and so i think that gets into the psyche and so you ask me what i'm telling what what recommendations i'm telling clients well first of all what i said was don't look at your statements in march you know because you don't want to react or or overreact to you on the same amount of shares the same amount of stocks yes it's down but you don't want to, you know, react and change what, what we've put in place. So that was kind of the first thing. But I, I do think people are affected by the, the emotional roller coaster of daily news. Um, and, and I think it, 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 can, it can take over your mind at some level. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of want to share that concept. It's more abstract mm -hmm. and less rigorous, if you will but but i've just seen it over some discussions that we that we've had so you know that what i'm saying is the biggest problem we all may face you know being in the house for six weeks now is just negative thinking like extrapolating the economy is going to go down for you know forever until the next two years or something and 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 i think it's always kind of darkest before the dawn and, and people get way too negative at the end and and that's what at least i'm trying to frame how to invest going forward well i think that that's super interesting and i i completely agree i mean i think negative thinking uh leads to negative behavior it leads to poor right. choices poor decision making right and so i think it's that it snowballs absolutely. It's no, absolutely and and one of the things that's also interesting is you mentioned the data that's in our face every day right which is like almost counterintuitive to how we would coach an executive on how to make decisions with with the use of data, but the problem is too much data could be problematic too. And okay, I think so that's let, absolutely let me let me touch on that point, Manny. So if you look at any Fed, any Fed data or how you track the economy, you know, historically, it's usually quarterly data. Okay. Now we're looking at daily data. Okay. Yeah, so, almost hourly. Yeah. So the time series has compacted and everybody's extrapolating these negative things. So I was a tech analyst during the bubble and you know the all the data it was the opposite we had you know everything was up up to the right so we had you know data that was you know it wasn't down like we are today but up so what we did is we normalized the data for for those patterns um so i you know one of the questions i asked my harvard business school professor was you know yes retail sales are down huge for the month and they'll be down huge next month but how are we normalizing this stuff 
you know, it, it, I don't think it's helpful to look at monthly data and then make that a trend. Um, I, and I'll give you an example. I remember the, and it's in one of my books, Manny. I remember the first time I flew into San Francisco, it was a clear day. You know, you could see the Golden Gate Bridge. You could see Alcatraz. I mean, it, it, you know, it was just, it's pretty. Two days later, I flew out in the morning. It was cloudy. You couldn't see anything. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. Doesn't mean the Golden Gate Bridge left. It just, you couldn't see it. And so I, I feel like we're in this period now where the economists and all the data we're getting, yes, it's bad. It's very negative. But, you know, you, you shouldn't extrapolate all the way down to the bottom. And, and I, I feel like there's a school of thought that's doing that right now. Um, I don't have the answers, <laughs> but I, at least I'm taking a much longer perspective. Yeah, so, so that's an interesting, you know, one of the, the, the tagline of your company I, I really like is we build wealth. And, and, I, and I know there's some history behind that. I know there's, you know, it's, it's, but, it's but it really is uh, at the end of the day, honing in on what we're all kind of trying to do from a financial health and well-being, which is have some, you know, uh, financial wealth, but wealth could be different for different people, right? But, um, but I really like that concept. So given where we are today with the amount of data we have, you talked about, um, uh, you talked about self-discipline. So what are some of your tips around kind of developing some good self-discipline practices for your clients, for the audience uh, here? Well, for, for how we look at businesses or how we, you know, start to invest in business, we have a whole process that we go through. So when we're investing, we're not investing in pieces of paper that go up and down. We're investing in a business that's publicly traded. So we're looking at, okay, what is the business that we're, we're investing in? What are, what are the economics? What are the margins? What are the you know, um, moats around the business, if you will, what is their sustainable competitive advantage? You know, does the management team own stock, you know, alongside us, if you will. And then finally, the last component, which I think a lot of people get wrong is what price are you paying? So there's this difference between a good company and a good stock. So we'd all say that Amazon's a great company, but it, and, and actually Amazon has been a good stock, but the valuation is very stretched. I guess maybe I should use like, um, you know, another example like Netflix or something. So what, what we try to do is pay a price that's reasonable. We don't try to overpay for that business. Um, so it's very disciplined in terms of, you know, the hoops we go through. Um, but in times like this, you know, we have a shopping list and usually, the first two criteria, is it a good business? What are the economics are fulfilled? But then we can never get the price right. It's just too expensive. Now, everything's come to us. So our shopping list has grown in the last you know, 30, 60 days. And so there's these tons of great businesses that now because of the pandemic have been on sale. It's like a fire sale. And, you know, it, and, and we've been proactive in purchase, starting to purchase shares. Um, so that's the discipline we, we, or the structure we have. The last part of that component, there's four elements, is we look at insider purchases. So it, it's not insider trading, but there's public information that comes out daily if the CEO, CFO, you know, board of directors buy stock 
in the open market with their own money. And to me, that's a signaling factor that says they may know or they may see something in the next two or three years that their position, they may see a big order coming or something that they're putting their own hard-earned money to work with us. Um, so those are the four factors or those are the, the kind of the scientific approach that we use. Um, you know, we've been pretty successful over the last 10 years. Um, like I said, last quarter was horrible, <laughs> but it was horrible for everybody. I mean, if you own- For everyone, for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you were completely diversified, you were still down fairly yeah. large. So um, I think that's more of an aberration as well. Yeah. Now, Christian, uh, man, great tips. I hope everybody's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure everybody's rigorously writing notes. I'll be flashing them on the screen in the edited version of this recording. So, uh, so people will see it right under your, your face there. Um, but all right. So I want to kind of take a quick little turn and then, uh, and I think this would be a good way to kind of conclude today's Mondays with Manny. Uh, oh. I'll, I'll flash your website for everybody that's interested in learning more about you and Camp South and your books. Um, uh, but so a piece of advice that you gave me a couple of years ago really helped me out, which was kind of that the school of the 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 school of hard knocks. Like, hmm, maybe you're not really ready to invest, and I think that's really <laughs> important today, especially when people there's so many Americans, as you saw the data, right? So many Americans are unemployed. So many people are kind of uh, penny, uh, penny pinching, you know, make sure that they have enough in savings, liquid savings, et cetera. So I'm kind of curious about like your kind of send off advice or any, anything you really want to say, but uh, you know, that advice that you gave me was kind of a good reality check. Like, you know, I was doing pretty good, but there was some tough times for me a couple years ago. And Christian was like, yeah, maybe it's not time for you to invest right now. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're probably right. And uh, that took a little bit of hard a reality check for me. And I then I, I was able to secure a lot of liquid savings and I'm in a different place now. So it's good. So I was curious, like the people that are either unemployed or, you know, scraping a little bit or saving a little bit, you know, when is the right time to invest from a from an individual financial health standpoint so that they can become well, you know, happily wealthy, et cetera. Sure. You know, it, it, it's a good question, Manny, and it's, and it's, you know, person specific, client specific, but I think in this time period now during the pandemic, I think it's important to have some holding power. There, there there's some power by, by just holding on, um, you know, not giving up. And so my, my message here is, um, you don't have to do anything right now. Just hold what you have. You, you know, don't trade a lot. Don't move into another strategy. I mean, I, I think most in the last financial crisis, 2008, 2009, and this is not comparable, but the people who just held, hold steady, recovered, you know, everything and more, whereas the people who went to cash and were fearful did not recover at all. And so I, I think there's something to say between, you know, for the holding power, just holding on now, it, you know, that may not apply if you're just starting to invest and starting a, a strategy like you had just asked. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, what, what, what I'm telling clients is, and I'm seeing the range, I'm seeing clients that I had some clients leave. They called me and said, I want to go to Cash Christian and two days later they left. And it has nothing to do with me. It's just kind of their back to emotional stability and self-discipline. But I also had the other stream where I had clients wire me money. 
this is a great opportunity. Prices are down. Let's go. So, you know, my message is, you know, hold steady. Don't look at your account every month. Focus more on the, uh, you know, five-year period. So I'll give you a good example, Manny. Any basic finance 101 class, and we, you know, we all talk about the numerator and the denominator on COVID-19. Well, the numerator in finance is the cash flows from the business, okay? The denominator is the discount rate or the interest rate. Well, we don't know either of those right now. The cash flows are down and the, the interest rate, you know, the Fed put uh, the 10-year tre treasury near zero. So um, again, you have to look at what the business will be look at in five or 10 years, not what the business is gonna look, at, look like next quarter or the next two quarters. And, and that's their, our approach um, to that. Well, great answer. Holding power. I love it. I think that could probably be another book for you, that title, Holding Power. I think that's, I think that's self-discipline. Well, I would strongly recommend this book for all your listeners. Okay. Uh, I, I found it extremely helpful. Um, Bob Schuller, um, he, in, in the first chapter, he, he talks about, um, they, they grew up in the Farm Belt in Iowa, and he talks about um, a tornado that completely wiped out his uh, home where he grew up and they really had to start from scratch. And so, you know, he, his message is tough times never last, but tough people do. Yeah. Well, I put the, that's a, I, I'm going to buy the book myself and I just flashed the Amazon link uh, right there in the chat room and I'll splash it on the screen for those that are watching the recording. So because I'm using the free Zoom account, we got about eight minutes left. And I wanted to go ahead and let you have like a final 60 second sound off of whatever you want to say to the audience. Uh, but I, I truly appreciate uh, your time today. So um, any last parting words for our audience before we sign off and we do a little Q&A? Yeah, I, I appreciate the time uh, this morning, Manny. And um, I would just say you know, continue to get out of the house, continue to take your walk. <laughs> You know, get take your mind off kind of you know current events, and um, you know don't focus more on the longer term. I mean, I don't I don't look at the market every day. I you know I'm try I'm focusing more on businesses and and what their projected outcomes are. So I I try to unplug myself from from the noise that that we're hearing daily, and I think that's very constructive. Um, I would encourage everybody to do that. I don't have all the answers though, and and as you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, um, you know, down to earth person. So I, I put my pants on just the way you, you do. <laughs> and you're spoken like a true scientist. I don't have all the answers, but here's what the data tells me. And here's my advice. I love it. So uh, uh, Mondays with Manny, this is Christian Coach of Cam South. Thank you so much, Christian. We're going to go ahead and sign off this right, Mondays with Manny. Hang tight for a minute for our live Q&A with the audience here. Uh, but thank you for watching, folks. All right. See you, Manny.